Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdog news, where you can sign up to get the podcast before anyone else. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 47 of the Brewdog News podcast. This is being recorded on the 6th of August 2020. This is genuinely the seventh time we've tried to do this intro. We're your source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. The show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper, and praying that on the end of the line right now, it's Andrew Watson. Hello, everyone. Yes, it's working. (laughs) Joining us from uh, Cambridge, it's Joanne Love. No, Canterbury. Hello, everyone. Brilliant. And from sunny Southampton, it's Mr. Ben Moore. Hello, everyone. So you prayed and I answered, so that basically makes me Jesus. Oh, God. Let's move on. Coming up on this week's show, we talk about there's a lockdown on in Aberdeen, how it affects Brewdog, how it affects pubs in general, how it affects our lives. There's something, sorry, there's some stunningly good news about Brewdog sales this so far this year. Can't even speak. James Watt also revealed stats which have surprised us all. 15 stories in 15 minutes is back. We're starting planning our 50th episode, which is a bit hard to believe, and we've got some great news for our listeners in Northern Ireland. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog. So, without further ado, let's play some theme music! We're definitely bigger than we used to be but we're still inconsequentially tiny in the context of the global beer business. Why are you a punk? Am I a what? A punk? I really like beer and I like to drink it a lot. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms. Am I right saying that Brewdog is trying to make crafted beer popular? Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. It's Wacky EFL Meldrum again. Have we started yet? And a huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters, but uh, especially our top tier supporter, Innis. Uh, Innis, who won the competition, if you remember, a month ago, and uh, surprisingly hadn't actually listened to the podcast for two months, which made me laugh out loud when I told him, you've won, and he went, what have I won? Brilliant. (laughs) Thanks, Innis, but it's good to hear from you. In fact, Innis was actually supposed to be visiting me this week and obviously can't now because of the lockdown. So, let's talk about it. Uh, yes, Aberdeen has gone into lockdown. Um, it was a little bit unsurprising uh, from those of us who live here and have seen how people have not been behaving properly following the rules. Uh, pub operators are slightly to blame. Council slightly to blame. People very much to blame. Um, and that has unfortunately meant there's been an outbreak of coronavirus. But uh, rather than us spend a lot of time talking about it, because we did that last night when we attempted to record this podcast um i've got a little compilation here of some of the things we talked about last night so uh, it's just a little bit it's about two to three minutes long and it's just going to give you an idea of what we talked about last night the full version of this will be available on youtube very shortly um so yeah if you want to hear us spend about half an hour chatting about the impact of coronavirus on our lives and everything else uh that's fully available to you i'll shut up and just uh, press play <laughs> Well, uh, as you're probably very aware, um, we are in a second lockdown here in Aberdeen, but we'll come to that. Uh, Ben, you're in an unusual looking spot. Uh, Pretty sure that isn't your room. I don't recognise the, uh, what is it, Paddington wallpaper? Paddington wallpaper. (laughs) Yeah, this is um, is actually my granddad's office. Um, So, yeah, I've been 
been here um, tidying out for the last few days. Um, but yeah, it's got good internet, good lighting and good sound. So I thought I'd uh, do the podcast from here while I'm uh, currently moving house at the moment. So Yeah, fair enough. And uh, must be a bit of a roller coaster then being in there going through all your granddad stuff, I guess. Absolutely. Um, it's, you know, it takes um, takes a lot of getting used to when you uh, first start, but it, it just kind of paints a picture about his life and um, all the different things that he did over the years. Um, as of today. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, ben, I, I agree with Andrew. Uh, you know, people say, well, do you know anyone who, that, you know, yeah, absolutely I do. And also I know how deeply it's affected you. And I also know that you've you've got still a long journey to go with even just going through the stuff and all the the cool and amazing stuff that you found out about him as well that you didn't even know he's agreed on the way forward because it's confusing as holy hell um and you know sometimes i've come up with a suggestion and it's got people's backs up and sometimes i've come up with a suggestion they've gone that's a brilliant idea and it's it's all of this Yes, thanks. All of this has just ended up meaning that the frustration and sadness at seeing this lockdown come back into place because people went to the pub and didn't behave is, oh, I can't even. Andrew, go on, please, because I'm ranting. Would it be a really bad thing if we tried to do this again another night? My head is... My head is so... Yes, and as I say, you can see that full conversation that we had last night. That's available on YouTube. Uh, obviously, you can tell we're all a bit more in a cheery mood tonight. Um, we've got lots of exciting things to tell you about. Before we do, I'll hog the limelight just a tad longer. Um, episode 50 is coming up, as I mentioned in the opening there. Uh, what I'm going to be doing is really wanting to take this podcast on the road. Uh, I've got bits of equipment here around me now, which hopefully should mean that we can actually produce this podcast to... Well, I was going to say produce this podcast to a good standard, but we can't even manage to do that when we're at home, uh, but a, to, a, to an acceptable standard. Uh, and I would love to travel around various bars with it. Every sort of three or four episodes I actually come from a bar, get to meet some people, get to chat to them. Um, the uh, only downside of that is, of course, the lockdown has kind of scuppered that plan. But a week on Wednesday, uh, the world-famous Newton Arms, just up the road from me, uh, that is closed at the moment. It's closed on a Wednesday anyway. So I'm going to take all the kit and caboodle, going to set up there, going to see how the sound is, make sure the internet connection's okay. And we're going to go on a Facebook live stream just to put a little bit of pressure on myself to make sure this is right and working. And hopefully as many as possible can join us from the podcast. Uh, And while we're on that call, we'll also chat about BrewDog for a little bit and we'll also run through some ideas for episode 50. Fantastic if you could join us. Keep an eye out. Facebook Live. We'll post all the details up. Right. Let's actually get to some news, shall we? Um, we're probably about eight minutes into the podcast and we're finally ready to start some. So, <laughs> I actually am kind of staggered to find myself saying these words. And I think when James Watt tweeted it as well, he was probably as surprised uh, as I am. Um, Brewdog sitting up, money-wise, 2020 on last year. At the moment, the whole business is general is 15% up on last year absolutely staggering result um there's quite a few things that james posted here they haven't quite got the full figures yet for the uh, mid-year report but uh some of these i want to run through um june last month was the biggest volume beer month ever now bear in mind that most of the bars weren't open again throughout june when did the bars open in england again it was july 4th july 4th was it yeah 
Um, so June, yeah, no bars were open. Well, there was maybe one or two, I think, like in around the world. Uh, you and e-commerce, obviously, we've mentioned this before on the podcast. The the website counting for a humongous amount of the business just now, seven hundred and fifty percent up during June, which is a phenomenal figure, and it, it does it does make you kind of realize that sometimes when we were moaning about like the delivery days and the issues that we're having it was phenomenal about our business that we're doing there um barnard castle eye test uh, joe i did see you had last night that you had a can of that behind you yeah mine's got pride of place here too yeah. <laughs> um yeah absolutely huge um 4.5 million uh, organic reach on social media which for the non-techie people that basically means an awful, awful lot of people found out about uh, BrewDog via Barnard Castle Eye Test. Um, a massive amount of pre-orders. I'm still waiting for my second delivery. I believe that's coming out, actually, pretty soon. So that'd be yeah, exciting. Yeah, mine's coming tomorrow. Uh, also, nice. is it? Excellent. Uh, I'm going to let you guys speak in a second, because so far <laughs> I've done every single word on this podcast, but I'm just going to fire through some of these other things. Things, as we saw on the last podcast with Doug and uh, Jason... Uh, the interview that they did there. Things in the USA are looking really good. 80% up year on year. Uh, Brewdog Distilling Co. And by the way, just to let you know, I have completely fallen in love with 500 Cuts Rum. Uh, not that that's relevant. Just wanted to tell you. Uh, Brewdog Distilling Co. did its first £1 million month in May and it's up 275% year to date. Bear in mind, this is all a company that's, what, 11, 12 years old now. Stunning. And uh, the final and very cool thing that I, that James mentioned is that Hazy Jane is now the second best-selling craft beer in the UK. Now, I can already hear, before Andrew has even spoken, I can already hear him going, yes, but there wasn't that much availability in the supermarkets and all the rest of it. Doesn't take away from the fact that I do think that that is an absolutely stunning thing. Hazy Jane, in its current form, didn't even exist a few months ago. Um when was it launched? Was it February time? The four, four and a half, five percent version, something like that. Yeah, it didn't I think it exist. was. I think it was about March because um, I remember first having it on my birthday. So uh, I think it was like late eight, uh, late February, early March. That that would make sense. So the fact that that is now the second best selling craft beer in UK off trade is absolutely stunning. I. I don't know what to say. Um, we were, not very long ago at all, we were in a situation of genuinely going, this could be the end of BrewDog. The the model, the business model, the the effects of coronavirus, the everything. It was, it was a terrifying stage. And yet here we are on the podcast chatting about the fact that now figures are all looking really good again. And the bars are starting to reopen and... Andrew, come and give me. There must be some bad news in here. You must be able to see the cynical side of you. You must be able to see this and go, well, yes, but go for it. I mean, it's 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 a marketing piece. It's not a financial statement by any means. So the numbers look good, but you would expect that from James trying to keep the business positive and so on. So, yeah, they're not, everything that's there looks good. I'll... Um, be more content when we have audited numbers. We've not even had the 2019 audited numbers yet. So when they get those out, we'll get a better picture of how the business looked. And then if we can get something that's been independently verified, 
it will, as an investor, will make me feel more comfortable. That said, if these are the, the sort of tentative management reports, there's there's plenty to celebrate. Big caveat being, this is probably the end of the beginning of coronavirus impacts rather than the beginning of the end. So there's still a long way to go, but BrewDog seem to have put themselves on a reasonable footing, um, at least for the summer months. And then we'll see how they go with uh, how things develop in the major countries, the major markets as we get towards the end of the year when we try to comp a huge Q4 year over year to see what the impact is there. Um, Because that's, as we see and as we talked about before, is the the real peak time when the big numbers are done through the on-trade, through the bars business. But overall, James has presented some numbers that he would like you to talk about and like you to feel good about which is great that's his job um and i'm sure oh, more so, will come out so i took the bait and went right ahead of the top <laughs> of the podcast did i thanks andrew <laughs> but you wouldn't expect him to share the bad news in an update like this the, the bad news has dripped out over time um and some of the bits like i said james will if james listens to this and he says he does listen to the episodes he'll go oh for goodness sake andrew give me a break i, I think they've they've re- i think they've reacted with hindsight, in a, a really positive way compared to most businesses through this period, and that should be congratulated. However, we're by no means out of the woods yet, is how I would put it. And some of the initial decisions that were made, have, uh, I'm still not entirely comfortable with, but you make the most of what you can with the, the information you have at the time. So the business is still here. There is growth. There's not much on profitability, I don't think. But um, so long as there's cash coming in and going out and the cash flow is in decent shape, you can get to profitability later on. Yeah, um, obviously what what will is a concern will be later in the year when we have to make some very, very harsh decisions about the viability of some bars. Um, I know from my visit at the moment that um, I'd, I'd asked um, folk around at Brewdog Castlegate and said, you know, what's the situation? Is this like, you know, you've had to reduce the numbers and all these sort of things? you know, because of the, the restrictions, you know, how is that affecting the business? Is it still profitable? And and the, the general feeling was, look, at the moment, it's not a concern. Um, that's, that's for further down the line. At the moment, it's just about getting people back in safely, getting things moving again. Um, so I definitely feel there's been a, a decision at head office um, that at the moment, there's, there's not going to be any great rush to, to see the bars all becoming massively profitable again. In fact, JB has shared some interesting figures. Um, JB being the, actually what JB's title is, Re- operations Retail manager. director. Retail, Retail director. director, thank you. Yeah, JB said, shared some figures. And some of them are really interesting. A couple of the bars are actually like for like on last year. Their sales are up. Most are sitting about 20% down, which is pretty manageable i would guess i mean it's it's not great news obviously but it's it, it means that people aren't having to be put out of work uh, a couple of them are very worryingly low uh, the big one being tower hill that sticks out like a sore thumb yeah but remember this is brewdog doesn't do well through the summer on the bars estate necessarily there's not a huge amount of outdoor space particularly in the southeast of england where when I go drinking at the moment. I try and find outdoor spaces. So Brewdog Paddington has been reasonably busy outside, but dead inside. It's The, the challenge will come in the wintertime when Brewdog bars are cosy, they're indoors, they've got a great selection of beers and spirits that suit the winter months. I'm not surprised that supermarkets and off-trade has done well because, the, as I say, in summertime... Remember two years ago when the, the World Cup was on 
and they desperately tried to find ways to drive revenue because they were going to take such a big hit by not having I sport. I do, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Not having sport and being indoors. So they started showing sport. There's, there is... Brewdog have soft months through the summer People when people are on holiday, not in the offices as much, and also because they're, they're mostly indoors. So to be in a reasonable shape year over year in a number of the bars is not a huge surprise because it wasn't necessarily a huge number to comp year over year. As I say, my concern is more about the November-December period, and that will be the tough time. Uh, Joe, I breathed a sigh of relief when I saw these, as I've already said. What was your thoughts on it when you heard the news about the figures being up? Yeah, I think I felt the same way. Like With the bars not taking revenue for such a long time and, and knowing that, to begin with, the um, the website wasn't as profitable as it could be, the fact that that is now doing really well and actually the company as a whole is doing really well was was very a big relief really i suppose um while i was on the forum looking at that uh, information from james there we spotted that uh, the podcast owned tamsin uh, she put a, a post up here which made me um smile she was basically saying that a couple of times when she's been out to brew dog bars she's been waiting a little while to try and catch a member of staff's attention and she thought some sort of system of a flag maybe a pirate flag um so I thought I would mention that. Hey, speaking of which, um, would anybody like to to hear 21 seconds of what Tamsin's got to say at the moment? Yay! Yay! Okay, here she is. Hi everybody, it's Tamsin here. There's been loads of sustainability stuff been announced, and I'm keen to talk about it, but I'm finally on my summer holidays. But don't worry, I'll be back on the next podcast with Rob, Joe and Andrew to run through it and talk about the great beer can versus beer bottle debate. Until then, cheers. Ah, thanks, Tamsin. Um, great to hear from you. Yeah, she's she's uh, been following all these stories going on with the sustainability stuff. Uh, eagle-eyed or the the eagle-eyed, eagle-eared? No, cleverly, clever listeners, clever listeners. They will know that uh, there's been an awful lot of stories that I've actually deliberately missed out of this podcast just now. Waiting for Tamsin to get back on the next one to talk about them. Some of them are really really cool. And some of them, again, very impressive. So, yeah, very good. Right, what is next on my list? Um, major changes to the Brewdog shop. This actually was all sort of talked about just as we were recording the last podcast. Uh, and I kind of thought, as someone who knows a thing or two about e-commerce, Andrew might be the one to comment on this. Um, yeah, Andrew, anything that you wanted to say on the changes coming to the shop? I suppose we should remind the listeners what that's all about, if we haven't already. Yes, yeah, so... It's no surprise. We talked about it over the last, I think, probably 44 of the last 47 episodes. We talked about challenges with BrewDog's online shop. To recap, they brought on a brilliant new uh, head of digital in, in Tom Redding, who has, to some extent, turned the ship around. Now, my guess is that's because suddenly the business has decided to prioritise e-commerce and its digital presence, having made a few efforts in the past and outsourcing a lot of stuff and not really supporting the online shop as they should have been supported. My thoughts at the start of lockdown were that BrewDog's in a lot of trouble, actually, because its e-commerce was not fit for purpose. It yep. has been found to be lacking uh, what it needed on a number of occasions, such as a nine-hour outage during the Barnard Castle eye test launch. However, as we just mentioned, it is up year over year. It's doing very, very well. 
and a lot of that's testament to the work that Tom has done since coming on board. Lots of changes are coming. So for the geeks like uh, like Rob, there's new e-commerce software coming in. Um, so that includes content management, new search functionality, a new customer data platform, um, upgrading. E- <laughs> sorry, sorry, that needed a sound effect. It got my uh, got my geekness happy there. Sorry, carry on. Sorry, it sorry. sounds like sorry. you have children trapped under your desk. That was really weird. I can play it again if you like. <laughs> sorry, it's my carry on. Didn't mean to break your flow. Ah, oh, Robert Fritzel. Anyway, <laughs> that's not going in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> So lots of new geeky stuff for the geeks among us, um, plus, um, of course, the prospect that some bugs will escape QA, so uh, if you want to report a bug, you're welcome to do so, preferably to the digital team and not boasting about the fact you found a bug on social media, because that doesn't help anyone. So another big thing is the infrastructure being upgraded, which again sounds really boring, but it's everyone will remember... To you, maybe. <laughs> sounds interesting to me. Yes, but you're you, um, in the nicest way possible. and. The things like Advent Calendars launching, New Beers launching, AGM boxes launching. That's before we even get to Barnard Castle eye test launching. Brewdog's website tends to fall over. So there's going to be massive auto-scaling, which I thought was a sort of 2010 thing, but apparently Brewdog are getting in 2020. Um, packaging will be improved, box designs. Um, there's been a lot of requests, actually, for examples of good boxes, and Tiny Rebel have been called out as doing it really, really well. Uh, so there are... St- Changes coming to packaging with a complete redesign to make it more efficient, more environmentally friendly and stronger. So to try and achieve that holy grail of being better for the dolphins and the trees, whilst also making sure your beer arrives safely, which is great. Um, unfortunately, for many of us as diehard beer fans, multi-packs and bundles will continue. Personally, I've only ordered from Brewdog for the AGM box. I've ordered directly from Breweries and Honest Brew because I'm not that interested in multi-packs of different beers. However, it has worked for the online shop as a strategy. So they're going to continue with that. They're unfortunately going to get very little of my beer uh, money over the course of a year, but we think of the greater good. And what seems to be quite a popular decision is DPD are becoming the sole UK courier. So it used to be Parcel Force. Hermes came on board throughout lockdown, as well as um, a legal courier. I can't remember the name. But uh, I got my AGM box delivered by a guy who... Sorry? What was that What was that one, Ben? Sorry? Oh, it's DX. Yeah, he's frozen. But yeah, it was DX. Yeah. So yeah, a guy that's used to delivering legal documents had to get my box of beer at the back of his van. Was not impressed with that, but it still arrived safely, so fair play to DX. And finally, on delivery, we're going from a £5 standard £10 next day rate to a flat £5.95 for DPD's 24-hour service in the UK. And international European deliveries are being streamlined as well because there's been some complaints out of Finland. It's the country for me. That's a niche Monty Python reference. Um, Where DPD are quite inconvenient, so DHL have been kept for some other markets such as Finland. Also for the Republic of Ireland, where there are some customs issues where DHL have been more successful at navigating those. <laughs> Seem like overall some pretty good news for most customers. The one downside, and where I um, threw some toys out the pram myself, was about confirmation that guest beer is no longer the priority. There'll be limited guest beer for the foreseeable future, which is fine because I still have Honest Brew. Yeah, um, that one got me as well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. 
I, I felt that... Uh, I mean, fantastic. Right, first of all, thank you. Uh, we must get Tom on. I know we keep saying it, but it's like every time we get him on, there's something else coming up. We'll get Tom and we'll have a proper proper run-through with him. Um, but yeah, the, the removal of the guest beers from the shop, I think I've perhaps changed my view on this a little bit, but I was pretty angry about it when I first heard of it because... The removal of guest beers from the shop, there was definitely a removal of guest beers from the the focus in the bars. Um, obviously, places like Dog Tap and things like that had been 100% brew dog anyway, but it, even in uh, Castlegate here in Aberdeen, which is my sort of uh, way of seeing what's going on, a lot of the time there weren't any guest beers showing on the board and they were only on the printed menus, which kind of effectively meant you were relying on the staff to tell you about them. Um and it, it sort of changed the nature of what I think I originally thought of as Brewdog, which was to introduce you to great craft beer. You know, the flip side is the demand's there and people want to buy Brewdog beer in Brewdog bars, so why not? Um, but to see them removed from the shop sort of continued that um, narrative, can't think of the right word, but that definitely continued that idea that um, Brewdog are now going to be focused on really their own beer and you know, you're going to get them at some events and maybe you might see one or two in bars. And it just felt like, God, that's quite a change of direction for the business. Not one I was 100% comfortable with. Um, so, yeah, I got, got a bit annoyed about that. Um, to the point where I stuck a post on the forum um, because there's also been, obviously, the introduction of hard seltzers, which we've talked about. Um, yeah. 50-50, a Rattler, which we've... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've talked about that one. Um, the introduction of the the Rattler, the fifty fifty, or the Shandy, if you want to be really pedantic about it, um, and obviously this change in the guest beer. So, I started a thought a forum post up um, deliberately, uh, a little bit of a push your buttons title on this one. Uh, I just put, is this really the brew dog that we all bought into? And then I just went into here looking at, is this what we really wanted? Is this what we got? Fantastic response here. 278 replies on this thread and an awful lot of people giving strong opinions. Um, the, the answer overwhelmingly was, yes, this is the brew dog we brought into. It is changing. It is evolving. These issues that I mentioned are not a big deal. It's just how it is now. Obviously, there were some people who are new to the business came along going like, what are you on about? Brute Dog's great. You know, they, they, what, these changes don't matter. They're, they're new. They're, they've invested recently. It's the people who've been around for a while who a lot of them have, have sort of felt that Brute Dog's changed beyond all recognition anyway, and some of them have not interested in it anymore. So, yeah, um, in summation then, I have had my mind changed by a lot of the responses on this thread, and it was great to see pretty much all the senior management coming on and having a chat about it and deciding, you know, talking about what was the what was the, the, the basic consensus here, which was, the, yeah, things are changed, and we are going to be doing hard seltzers, we are going to be doing shandies, basically, and we're not going to be selling guests in the shop. Um, so what? The businesses needs this, but the business is doing okay. Um, so I can't, on the one hand, contradict how amazing it is, the results of this year, and then say... Like, oh, you're doing terrible things. So that was a very, very incoherent point. I apologise. I should have thought it through a bit more further. But, yeah, anyway, um, Joe, Ben, either of you two, any thoughts on this? I think that Brewdog will always be ever-changing. It's the nature of what it is. Um, and some people won't like it, and some people will, and some people will be indifferent. Um but as long as it sticks to the mission of getting good beer to the people, 
and introducing them to it, then I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with bundles, but that's another conversation entirely. <laughs> yeah, I think though when we see, um, you know, now we've actually seen some of these figures and some of yeah. the things that have been involved. It's not about me. <laughs> I'm starting to understand that, yeah, the bundles are slightly annoying when you really just want to have a yeah. couple of beers, but blimey. Yeah, um, I'd love to see that back. I, 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 I know we've we've covered this before. I just I would be so happy to be able to go. Okay, you've got a deal on and Hazy Jane. I'll get a twenty four pack of them. Oh, and throw me in two bottles of the latest Overworks as well, and things like that. That would be great. Um, but it'll come back in time. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, especially as there, as <laughs> as things get locked back down again, we're back to online ordering <laughs> again anyway. Which is why I've got forty eight cans of forty eight cans of Hazy Jane sat in my kitchen at the Blimey. moment. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot of beer that needs to be drunk. But I, uh, I, I don't see the bundles changing. I think bundles came in because singles are a nightmare in an e commerce setting, and they're massively inefficient. And they cause all the delays. Bundles have come in, and they're quicker to pack, easier to pack, for the associates in the in the warehouse. It helps them maintain social distancing better, which is great for the situation we find ourselves in. But I'd imagine it's also cutting costs massively um, to have people chucking pre- either pre-packed bundles or, multi- or those pre-boxed four packs. You can suddenly get f- four pound fifty, five pounds worth of beer in one handful rather than. One pound fifty's worth of beer, or two pounds worth of beer uh, per handful. So immediately your productivity is up. Um, the seltzers, ugh, I drain poured them. I thought they were terrible. They, I don't understand the point of them, but people like them. It's a question of Brewdog's about craft beer for the people, and you mentioned people getting dis, dis disinterested with it as a business. To be honest, I think Brewdog and I are going in quite different directions. I love my small batch exciting interesting craft beer brewdog are struggling to to do that to an extent it feels like and people can, are going to shout me down on this especially the diehard fans i might too when, when brewdog try to do something special or follow a trend they don't tend to do it as well as some of the smaller brewers who are more agile who are more nimble overwork started really well now it's would you like some acid with your acid sir it's the the beers i some of them i'm starting to find undrinkable the Double Punk, for example, the the, high, the initial version of that was great. The bigger can version, not so good. And I wouldn't go back for a, a double IPA. We haven't, Tannos is one of the Tamsin's bugbears. We, we've not seen any stouts for a while. I know that the brewing capacity has been struggling through the lockdown period, like a lot of businesses, to try and get different packaging sizes and so on. But ultimately, there is a trend in the business where it's less about innovation and exciting craft beer and more about being uh, growing as big as the business can possibly go through a more safe lineup and doing more on the marketing side around environmental stuff around partnering uh, as we'll talk about building the world's strongest beer again that sort of thing which is great for the 110,000 EFPs probably about 108,000 of them are very happy with that I'm just not feeling it well, I'm going to tell you you're wrong, and Joe, you're going to back me up on this. Um, the stouts, we can't moan about the stouts at the moment. <clears throat> it's not the time of year, as you've said. Um, and also, absolutely, for the last three or four months, Brewdog have been getting stuff off that candy line that makes them money. I, if we didn't get much in the way of stouts this year, um, that's a real shame. But I, as you've said, there are other people who are doing it really well. Um, 
it's it's a, it's yes, it's frustrating because like you want to go. I you know I'm a big fan of Brewdog in general, but now they're not really doing the exact products that you would like. Uh, as for the comments on the sours, I disagree strongly. Joe, back me up. I think what Overworks are putting out just continues to get better. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Overworks, as we know. Ta-da, for those that are watching. What is that you're actually drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Joyous Event, which is an Overworks versus uh, Indie Man. Yeah. Which is very nice. It's very nice. vinous. Yeah, I, I do think, Andrew, it's a bit unfair to say that, you know, what's coming out of Overworks is, you know, it's just not to your taste. I really honestly think that it's... And it's that's fine. Uh, from my point of view, I'm really happy. The only thing I'm kind of sad to see is that can't get Cosmic Crush in the bigger bottles now, and the, it is becoming a bit more mass. But but it's a catch twenty two for them because every time they put anything out, it sells in such quantities that it's like they can't really be this tiny little sort of here's this special beer that's taking us forever because now everything's got to be planned out for in a crazy crazy big way it's it's the victim of their own success if that's if that's what you sort of way of looking at it um i think the fact that uh what is it the punk for the punk with the brett in it what's that called now punk oh. versus punk oh, thank you joe you know that has apparently really really had a positive impact with people which is a surprise <laughs> to me because i it doesn't work for me at all um Ben hates it so much he's actually leaving. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so there you go. I'm going to offer another opinion there. Um, anyone else got anything they want to say on any of all this stuff just before I wrap it all up? Um, I'm sad I, I haven't was... been able to get hold of um, the Black is Beautiful beer because oh, no, yes. oh. no bar near me. For I have to get on a train for an hour and a half, which I'm not doing in the current situation. So if it's not in the shop, I don't get it. So I'm upset that I can't get hold of that. I had <laughs> it. I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like oh. it? Oh, of course oh. not. <laughs> I I've got it. Unity's version downstairs. So. Oh, okay. Unity, ben, local. Ben you, were, ben, you were trying to say something. Yeah, sorry. There. Yeah, um, firstly, I did like Black is Beautiful. I've tried both the Unity and the Brewdog version, and they're quite nice. Um, oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, um, but I... Um, I had it with the uh, the staff as they tasted it, and um, they saw a lot more to it when they were tasting it. And I, I it kind of like opened up to me when it warmed up, but mm. um, that's just with most stouts. Um, in regards to the seltzer, um, I'm a fan of seltzers, um, but I didn't like the Brewdog one. Uh, I was really disappointed because um, obviously you have to buy it in. Well, this was before the Tesco listing. Uh, I had to buy a box and I actually returned it. Um, and that's the first time I've ever returned anything to Brewdog. Wow. Um, it, wow. The, uh, it, it just didn't have a lot going for it. It had a lot of... Um, I, I think I get what they were trying to do um, because the industry is full of copycats at the moment. Um, there's a lot of the same thing being pumped out by like AB InBev um, and companies like that. Um, and you know it is verging on like the old um like the old alcohol pops almost um with some of the ways some of them are going so i could see what brewdog were doing um but there are companies out there who are making fantastic hard seltzers um they are targeting them towards the people who they want are ready to drink um but their competition in that arena is like wine spritzers and things like that, rather than like the RTDs. 
Now, <clears throat> I've got a little bit of an interesting story on this, and I might get myself into trouble with Joe. I don't know. Um because it's a, a slightly stereotyping women thing, right? Oh Here God, go. she's already she's Here already go. got that look on the face. That's the one she used to give Bruce when Bruce would start <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, the um, I was speaking to uh, Craig, manager of uh, Castlegate, on that one trip I've made into town. And I gathered a lot of information, and again, I, I talked about this on the little Facebook live that we did. Um, he's staggered at the amount of seltzer that's selling. They've got an entire row of one of their biggest fridges is now devoted to it. And it's appealing to, uh, ironically, in the lockdown, it's it's appealing when you've got a group of people. And he's saying in general, and it, it is a stereotype, in general the lads are like, right, we're off to Brewdog, we're going to go and get our lost log as it's Friday night. And the girls are going, they don't do cocktails, they don't do anything that really appeals to us, we don't like beer, right? Now, obviously, we've had this conversation a million times, it's not that you don't like beer, it's just you haven't yet found a beer that you like, but they want something that is a bit more in that category, In I don't know why, but they do, and they're going mental for these seltzers, and he said, we're seeing a whole new rafts of people who are now coming in, because finally, they're female friends can come in and enjoy these things and for some reason they just appeal um joe i hope i'm not in trouble for no, saying that but that was the feedback i got the demographic that are buying it and that's not sexist that's who's buying it but yeah. also if that gets them in the door and they're sitting there and then there's you know a croic or a frambois or something like that on there's a bit more fruity and that's what they're going for you gradually ease them into it and that's how you get them into the beer um we're having so a complete oh yeah. Sorry, um, we're having oh, a completely no. different um, reaction to them down here. Um, they're more um, being picked up by like fitness guys, like people who want a low calorie option. Um, and that was the original marketing for them in the US. So White oh, Claw yeah. uh, was heavily targeted towards the fitness community because it was a lot healthier, like less calories, less um, sugar. That's kind of why I'm like, Brewdog were kind of right to try and get into that market, but it they didn't do it right because the product isn't as good as what AB and Bev are offering. And I'd say I, that I, really, you know, I say that as someone who can drink the seltzers. I've got um, Bodega Bay in the fridge, which they're a small uh, producer. They've just been picked up by um, the people who own uh, JW white i think it is i can't remember their name um but they're like a an independent wine merchants and spirits merchants in the uk um and they're they're getting listings in tesco's at the moment as well uh, they're a b corp um they've done pretty much everything right and it's a fantastic product but um when that's your competition and brewdog kind of have more push to make a decent product uh, i was really disappointed um i yeah. was I was hoping for something fantastic and you can read on the forum how I was initially like, wow, this is a great idea. I'm going to order some. Um, I tried all three flavors and it just didn't excite me. Um, I think the answer there then is that we should send Andrew a couple of cans of something that you would class as a really good seltzer and see if that maybe changes his mind on it. I'd rather you didn't because my drain smelled for so long of artificial cherry. 
I don't Do want to go through that again. Andrew, yeah. it's not that you don't like seltzer, it's just that you haven't found the one that you like yet. <laughs> just remember that. Um, I the should, whole um... concept of fine drinking yeah. seltzer because it's better for you. I mean, it's not, it might be better for your waistline, but it makes you hate your life, so why on earth would you go for that? <laughs> anyway. It's it's worth adding. I do like sparkling water, so that's that's probably like a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very yeah, yeah. and I, I really liked uh, Lacroix when I lived in Canada, uh, which is like um, an unsweetened. Uh, uh, they've got ugly water over here, which is a very similar product, but um, I, I was really into that, and the hard seltz is kind of like a natural progression from that. Fair enough. Um, before we get into any more telling Andrew why he's wrong, uh, Joe, uh, do you fancy we'll go to the break? Um, give us a teaser question just before you do that. Sorry, just before you do that. Uh, podcast regular um, Doug Johnson. Um, he is desperately trying to get his referrals up. Uh, we're about to play the USA EFP3 video and audio again for you. Uh, if anybody is considering bunging 60 quid into EFP shares in America, especially off the light of their continuing growing figures, um, do drop us a message or get in touch with Doug. Doug in a pub, uh, he's really keen to get his referrals up, and that would be very kind of you. We don't normally beg for referrals, but I think Doug would be just delighted if he could get his trip over to Europe once the lockdown restrictions allow it. Right. Whew. That was a lot of talking by me. Joe, tease a question. Let's go for it. Right, well, when we were recording yesterday, I was wearing my Tokyo Star T-shirt, so I thought I'd do us a little teaser question on my favourite stout, Tokyo Star. Oh. Um, so what hops are used in Tokyo Star? Hmm. Right, advert. Hey, guys, welcome to Planet Brewdog. <laughs> We're here to show you how BrewDog invests differently. By investing, you are investing in our futures, of our people, of this company, what we will and won't do, it's all up to you. At BrewDog, our business boils down to three things. Beer, people, and community. At BrewDog, we invest differently because we're looking at where craft beer is going, not where it is now. We make things we love ourselves from scratch. BrewDog invests differently in its people. We're very encouraged to find what is good for us and what we want to do and then push us towards what you know goals that we have in our life. You're also helping us continue our business in a way that matters, independently and community-owned. We're community-funded and community-driven. We like to go local as we can. We're going to local growers, local farmers, local everything. So if we're getting honey, we're going a mile down the road to a local honey farm and tying them into our process. You're investing in people, craft beer, and community the moment that you purchase a share. We live and die by our equity punks, the humans who made this possible for us. Joe. You made us all go quiet for a second. That's a good thing. Uh, we've had a think. Go and give us the question again. The question was, what hops are used in Tokyo Star? I have absolutely no idea, I would be guessing. Yeah, I'd be guessing, but thinking that era Brewdog, what, seven, eight years ago, there's probably Simcoe in there somewhere. Yeah, Citra. Uh, 
Nope. Oh. Oh. Okay. I give up. I'm, hold on. I'm going to guess. Chinook. That's my guess. Oh, Joe's frozen. <laughs> Brilliant. Anymore? She's frozen Anymore? with. Fro- <laughs> you froze there with a look on your face as if to say, you idiots. <laughs> it's pure coincidence. Yeah. Go for it. Go on. Right. So it was brewed with Chinook, Galena, mm. and First Gold. What? Mm. I was quite surprised. First gold sounds like a an IPA, a real ale that you'd find at a uh, <laughs> There's some definitely sort of camera festival. Yeah. yeah, awesome, like um, cigarettes you buy in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a stout. Yeah, um, Joe. Sorry, Andrew. Were you going to say something there? Just going to say whatever you're doing with your mouse is coming through really loud. It's not. It's Molly with this bloody. Chew. Oh, is it Molly? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Right, Joe, it's time for you to shout again. Is your husband with an earshot? No, he's downstairs, it's all right. All right, he's about to come upstairs thinking there's a fire or something. (laughs) We have some breaking news. Breaking news! That was loud. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Never get bored of that. Uh, yes, we have some breaking news. Uh, Trash Can Punk. Now, um, as you heard earlier on, Tamsin wants to talk about this, so we are not... Oh, brilliant. Ooh. Yesterday, the homepage was Trash Can. <laughs> it was all about Trash Can. I go to the homepage today, and they've changed it to Brewdog versus Cloudwater. <sighs> oh, well. So, okay, it's gone. So they must have sold out. That's the only thing I think. Okay, moving on. That's a stupid story. <sighs> We'll come back to it. Um, yeah, trash cans, basically, the story there is that um, lots and lots and lots of cans are, are printed, go to waste, uh, like when they're trying to set up the printing process and things like that, and those cans always get rejected. So Brewdog have taken some of them now, and you can actually just buy your punk in them. And they're available to buy online as part of the sustainability project. That's it in a nutshell. Uh, but yes, we will come back to it and do it properly. There was also one other thing that was announced as breaking news, and this breaking news was yesterday when we were supposed to record the podcast. Um, but yeah, well, let me put this on instead. Uh, Brewdog's version of the All Together beer, uh, hosted by Other Half, that is now available. I have ordered some. I don't suppose anybody here's had a chance to try it yet, have you? Not yet. No. I tried the one from Boundary, but not this one. Um, does anybody know much about this? Is it, is it supposed to be that every brewery effectively does the same beer, same sort of ingredients, but just maybe using their own yeast and things? Or how does so it's an open source recipe that's been shared um, to, to any brewery that wants to use it. I think they get the, they can do either an East Coast or a West Coast IPA. And then the deal is they use that design, um, which is the white design, quite plain looking, and they donate the... Is it proceeds or is it revenue donated to hospitality charities? Profits. Profits to hospitality Mm. professionals is what it says. That old chestnut. So if it doesn't make any money, then nothing gets donated. But uh, (laughs) which is is one of my bugbears. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I had the boundary one. Um, Lovely beer. Really nice beer. Heard really good things about the Cloudwater one. Uh, Be interested to see what the Brewdog one's like. Yeah, now speaking of Boundary Beer, you might remember on this podcast, I got uh, a little bit bullied into buying some brewed, uh, some Boundary Beer, and uh, I bought 12 cans, four of the American uh, APA, the four of the Altogether, and four of the um, Imbongo, Umbongo? Imbongo. Not Umbongo. And uh, I haven't been in our group chat and told you what I thought of them, so... 
am interested to see what you guys think I thought of them. I think so. I drink a lot of Boundary as a sort of the champion of theirs on on this show. Um, I think Molly, be quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I've edited it out, but we just had a conversation. Am I typing on my keyboard? It's not. It's Molly. She's she's my dog. She's ripping this little ball apart. (laughs) So I threw the ball and taking it. So I was expecting it to go and start chewing it downstairs. No, she's brought it back and started chewing it here again. So So she'll fart. She'll fart in a second. That's her party (laughs) trick. And then there's not actually much of the ball left at this point. So (laughs) that actually was a ball. But anyway, right, Molly, go and get that. And wished. Right. Sorry, Andrew, carry on. So as the sort of Boundary Brewing Champion on here, just as a reminder, Boundary are a brewing cooperative on the Newton Arts Road in Belfast. They are pretty small scale and they're trying to, to grow a bit, but they are completely owned by their community, kind of like how Brewdog used to be. And uh, I've been championing them, I believe, at the moment. They are the most consistently groundbreaking and exciting brewery in the united kingdom and i beg everyone to buy beer from them because they could really do with the support so rob i think you will have enjoyed the all together now because you can be partial to a fruity ipa when it's quite warm mm-hmm. i think you'll have found Imbongo an absolute hot bomb um and you probably enjoyed the first half and then thought it was a bit much in the second half of each can and I think you'll have really appreciated the APA because I, personally, I drank gallons of it last week when I was over in Northern Ireland. It's so refreshing, accessible, summery. Only three and a half percent. Have really, really good beer. Okay, well, here's my thoughts. I don't like spending that much money on um, beer. I'm a bit of a cheapskate, so it was like you know I was paying. I think by the time it got it delivered, it was paying nearly three pound a can. Uh, and again, I'm sorry about this noise. She's now brought the ball back and is <laughs> chewing it again. We'll just have to carry on. Um, yeah, the um, so it, it was a gamble for me because I'm like I'm spending quite a bit of money here, and I'm like you know I'm going to really enjoy these. But okay, so I went for it. The APA that's a no for me. Um, oh. Too malty. Um, I absolutely because I know that your history, Andrew. You you like a proper a proper pint. Uh, you know you like you come from the real ale background rather than the Budweiser background like I used to, as we've discussed in the past. So yeah, it didn't quite work to my taste. Um, nothing wrong with it. Um, I actually just gave a can to uh, Mister B round at the pub because he's a real ale drinker. He said it was completely fine. He enjoyed it. Um, the Imbongo was delicious. Really, really good. The altogether easily easily one of my beers of the year absolutely Ooh. stunning i i couldn't actually i i just want to say a thank you for for really persuading me to do this because i wouldn't have discovered that beer otherwise and it and it, it is just a wow so uh, there's no endorsement there's no secret here then i know nothing about boundary other than what andrew's told me and i know andrew you you've got a little no connection to them other than you know you like them so yeah they're uh, they're great. Um, give that a go. Uh, and I'm now really excited for the altogether from Brudo. Yeah, and I've got no connection other than my other halves from, from Northern Ireland. And I was trying to find exciting Northern Irish beer. Their draconian licensing laws make it more difficult compared to here in Great Britain to, to set up a brewery and to sell it. So um, they need all the help they can get because there's so many barriers in their way. So uh, glad you like that one. Uh, what I would say is if you like 5am Saint and yeah, if you like uh, more traditional um cask ales then yeah the the american pale ale it 
was a rousing success last week with lager drinkers, with real ill drinkers when I was over there. People who don't usually take beer, so really accessible. Yeah. But it's the Brewdog News podcast, not the Boundary podcast, so we'll we'll move on. Yep. Okay, um, right. It is time for me to fire up that amazing and truly the amount of effort and work that I put into this jingle for 15 stories in 15 minutes. Uh, it's it's a wonder that I haven't already won some sort of award for it. But anyway, here it is. It's the 15 stories in 15 minutes jingle. 15 stories in 15 minutes. Oh, it's, I'm so proud. Anyway, I'll kick off 15 stories, 15 minutes. Here's the first one. It is. Uh, we have got, where's my button gone? Oh, there it is. Uh, yes, I mentioned this earlier on. 50-50 came out since the last podcast. It feels like it's been out for a lot longer. Uh, basically, think, 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 Shandy, think, Lager Shandy. Uh, it's called a Rattler in Amer- in in Germany. They apparently sell really, really well. Incredibly cynical about this. I got four cans. Um, so basically, yeah, their own lemonade uh, added to Lager, lost Lager, and that's what it is. I tasted it. I was really thoroughly expecting it to be like embarrassingly rubbish, and I really quite liked it. It's a really good one. It is. It was way nicer than I expected it to be. It, really refreshing, really summer's day, 2.5% go-to for me. I'm going to get more. I was disappointed it wasn't on tap the other night. <laughs> oh. Right, here's here's my thing about this. I, I had it myself when I walked 5.5 miles to get to Clerkenwell. It was really, really refreshing, and I enjoyed it. But the, this is my point when you said, has Brewdog changed? The old Brewdog would have made this in the Berlin um, outpost that they bought from Stone, would have done a big thing about how this is how the Germans drink, this is our take on it, this is total craft, made in Germany by passionate Radler drinkers that we've got here. But instead they just sort of made it in Ellen and sold it to people here. It was just, I get, it was a way to sell more Lost Lager, which I'm sure they're making tons of. But I just wish there was a bit more passion about what is a fantastic German tradition for Radler in the summertime. That's my that's my, piece, my bugbear with it. Yeah. Yeah, and but also again, I'm going to back them up. But this all kicked off just at around the time the lockdown was happening. So maybe if they got any plans like that, they perhaps just went out the window and said, "Let's just get this online and get it shifted." Uh, cool. Okay, who's got the next one? Uh, it says BM. That means Ben. Yeah. Go for it, Ben. So as a result of the latest uh, VAT cuts in the UK, Brewdog have decided to pass the savings on to their customers. So the new VAT rate of five percent means that. The food will decrease in price by an average of 12.5% across the menu. Um, some confusion because it's a 20% VAT, but it's 17.5% uh, on um, to the uh, company um, on food products uh, prior to this reduction. Um, Brewdog are also taking part in the very badly named Eat Out to Help Out scheme. Mm-hmm. Um which offers 50% off your food and soft so, drink bills. So, sorry, Ben, are you chuckling at that, Joe? Yeah. Uh, the scheme's been announced for two months and you're still laughing at that name. Good I've only sorry, did, but when Ben highlighted it, that's the first time I've actually put that two, two and two together. Oh, so naive. He's <laughs> so beautiful. I'm not naive, well I'm just... <laughs> don't catch things like that very quickly. It's sexist. Uh, <laughs> See, I follow um, a lot of Australians on Twitter, and they've yeah. been ripping into yeah. it all week. It's been it's been hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, fam- family show. I shouldn't have brought you up. Carry on. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, the Eat Out to Help Out scheme, which offers 50% off your bill up to £10 per person on food and soft drinks if you eat in. Uh, I took advantage of it on Tuesday, having my first spicy meaty since March and got to hang out with the BrewDog Southampton team while they were socially distanced. A lot of people taking advantage of it. Um, apparently the uh, pizza orders were absolutely flying out the door, well, out of the kitchen. Um, you know, it's the most pizzas they've sold in quite a long time. So, um, yeah, if you have a local BrewDog or local small restaurant who's taking part in the scheme, please do take advantage of it while you can. They need all the help they can get at the moment. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> £5 for all the wings you can eat. I'd be like all over that. Yeah, £3.50. It makes you feel better. I've got no bars near me, so... No, it doesn't make me feel better at all. <laughs> If you just moved to Cambridge, so then I don't have to keep remembering to see the way <laughs> yeah, I actually live, then we wouldn't have this problem. There's too many bicycles in Cambridge for my husband. <laughs> oh, Andrew, uh, we speak in Northern Ireland. You seem to rapidly be coming on correspondent for Northern Ireland. Um, go for it. Belfast is... Well, it's not getting a brew dog. There was a rumour due to an untapped a, a venue that appeared that uh, Belfast was getting a brew dog bar. Alas, that's not happening, mainly because Northern Irish licensing makes that prohibitively expensive. However, there is a dark kitchen that has been created, which, if you're not familiar with a dark kitchen, it's something that Deliveroo are doing a lot, where there is a kitchen that is um, not something you can visit. You can't eat in there, you can't collect, but it makes um, food for brands that uh, you can get delivered. So... BrewDog are doing this in Belfast. You can get beer, you can get food delivered. There was a lot of chat before it started and no chat since it started. Um, I was in Belfast last week, admittedly forgot to check when I was within range, whether I could get it, and then when I got out of range, my nearest bar was Carlisle, so that went well. Um, the one report we did had was somebody had tried it and said that the food was being delivered by taxi drivers who were moaning about their taxis smelling like burgers. So it seems, obviously, if you're a Belfast taxi driver, work is so abundant just now, you can afford to moan about getting that fare. Yeah, um, I'm just having a look here on the thread. There's been absolutely nothing on that thread in a month, which is quite a surprise. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe it was halted or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. If you have tried it, if you live in Northern Ireland and this is a great thing for you, please let us know. We'd like to hear from you. Um, yeah, excellent. Uh, what's next? Oh, it's me. No, um, it's not. It's me. You oh, sorry, Joe. Oh, yeah, so I did. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I've skipped Ben oh, as well. Oh, me. I think I should have had a beer tonight like you did. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Joe, go for it. So, um, Benny and Teo from Crowns and Hops, you may remember them from last year's AGM, uh, have announced a new initiative called Eight Trill Pills. This initiative uh, is going to try to create racial equity in the craft beer industry. BrewDog have invested $100,000 into this from the Development Fund to support it, and it will support breweries owned by people of colour to help them open or grow. So it could be breweries that are just in the design phase to help them open. It could be to invest in a brewery opening a tap room or you know to get new equipment, anything like that. Uh, it's a brilliant initiative. Yeah, it really is. Um, and it comes off the back of... Uh, the crowdfunder that they did didn't didn't hit its target, which 
Yeah. I think I- irony after um, <laughs> after the the BLM protests and the the massive massive media increase and you know not just media and everybody now suddenly standing up and taking notice of this, I think it would smash that target. I seriously hope the uh, attempt to do that again very soon because you know it's a sad state of affairs that it, that it is that way but yeah i think i think now the message is very much more got through so yeah anyway um um ben you've got the next one not me jeez oh i'm not on the <laughs> ball with this tonight go for it so uh, a bit of a throwback for the long time efps uh brewdog have a history of making some of the world's strongest beers including tactical nuclear penguin sigma bismarck and the end of history uh However, all these beers were swiftly beaten by the German brewers Schorschbrau and their insanely strong Schorschbrau Schorschbock. Uh, try saying that ten times. Um, <laughs> this uh, year, however, they've decided to collaborate on a new beer with Schorschbrau after ten years of fierce competition. Uh, to do this, Brewdog are supplying a keg of ten-year-old Death or Glory and have sent it to Bavaria. Uh, Martin Dickey was supposed to be accompanying it, um, but due to lockdown, They've been collaborating over Zoom to make it happen. Uh, no news of when it'll be ready to drink, but I'm definitely keeping my eye on the online store to get my hands on one. Yeah, let's uh, just take a break from the 15s through 15 minutes. It's a little minute video here. Hopefully the audio listeners will appreciate this too. This just explains a bit more about what they're doing. This all started a decade ago with a 32% ice distilled beer called Tactical Nuclear Penguin that at the time was the strongest beer the universe had ever seen. But not for long, because of 40% Schorschbrau Schorschbock took the title back. We set their record again with a 41% IPA called Sink the Bismarck. But not for long when Schorschbrau Schorschbock came back at us with 43% alcohol. We reclaimed the record in July 2010 with a 55% beer called the End of History packaged in taxidermy. Since then, Schorschbrau Schorschbock has held the world title. After a decade, we're going to Germany to collaborate with Schorschbrau to see if we can up the ante together once again. We're going to Germany. You're going to Germany. Our contribution to this international collaboration is going to be a barrel just like this. Death or Glory, our 26% ice distilled beer that spent 10 years in whiskey casks. A decade old beer to bring a conclusion to a decade long saga. Britain enters lockdown. You must stay at home. Excellent. Right. Uh, nothing else to say on that one, Ben. Then we shall crack on to my one. Um, Brewdog, a uh, really quick one on this one. They, I didn't realise they delayed it, but apparently they had. But uh, James announced online that um, to protect as many jobs as possible, uh, we had to hold off putting through the 2020 pay rises, basically. Uh, but they've done that now. Um, so Living Wage UK, back to the, where they should be with that. Good news for the staff. I imagine that uh, the staff would very much appreciate that uh, that news coming through at this uh, this point in time. So, uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, someone asked if they backdated it, and there was no reply. So who knows? But that's between uh, them and the staff, I guess. Anyway, so yeah, excellent. Right, next, who's got that one? I really should look in advance. Who's got these things rather than keep asking you? Oh, it's Joe. You've skipped yourself this time. Oh. 
Free schooner of punk. <laughs> Free schooner of punk. Yeah, that's it. Your uh, deadline. If you're in Scotland, it's been extended to the 14th, um, which, as we're recording, is two weeks away. So I'll just be off to my local <laughs> brew dog bar to go and get that schooner of punk. That's... Oh, that's right. <laughs> next, we can't. Next Friday. So maybe in Aberdeen, if you all behave yourselves, you can maybe get it on the last. Oh, day. absolutely not. This lockdown's going to last two weeks. Easy. Anyway, right, that's it. So if you're in Scotland, you can get your schooner a punk. It's not a pint, as everybody keeps saying, but never mind. Right, uh, Joe, yes, you definitely have got this one. What is it? <laughs> yes. Uh, the Brewdog Open Arms is back on Friday the 7th of August, <laughs> which is tomorrow for us. Um, it will have the usual mix of live music, a quiz and beer giveaways. Go to brewdog.com forward slash online bar to register. Very good. Coming up uh, in bars, it's been out for a couple of weeks already, is Black is Beautiful. It's a 10% Imperial Stouts. And it's available, well, it certainly has been available in all UK bars. It's an initiative from Weathered Souls, which is to raise funds for initiatives supporting equality and inclusion, uh, including charities to uh, associated with Black Lives Matter and other ones supporting um, equality and to help those who need a hand up in their career and their life. It's. I've had the beer as a beer. The message is brilliant, and I was happy to buy one to support it. Uh, for drinking, I didn't like it personally. I thought it was all licorice, but uh, Ben did like it, so obviously tastes very. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice beer. Um, I've also tried the one by uh, Unity because um, they've they've done one, um, and yeah, it's. Um, it's, it's quite nice. Um, the Brewdog one was kind of like very chocolatey to me. So uh, I do think it is varying, but yeah, it was quite nice. Ben, we're cracking through these. We're doing well. Of course. Go for it. What's this one? So James has recently posted video of uh, cans of Double Punk coming off the canning line in 440 milliliter cans. Uh, Double Punk is an 8.2% relentlessly hoppy brew, which balances light malt and the citrus we love from Punk, but amped up to 11. Uh, cans are available on the online store now in packs of 4 or 12, or you can get them as part of a bundle with um, some 330ml cans of Punk. Uh, Tesco's have also started stocking it. Have uh, any of you guys tried it? I know Andrew said he had tried it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just slightly distracted. I had a couple of these. This is a comment on Facebook, uh, Twitter, I've just noticed. I had a couple of these on Saturday and forgot what week it was. <laughs> totally knocked my nut off. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. What a great reply. Drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I tried it. Um, I tried it and just like... I don't know, it's weird, I, I don't want to be cynical, I just didn't really see the point, it just tasted a bit like a hardcore to me, maybe my palate's just not clever enough to realise it. I mean, let's look on the other side though, Breedog have got 440ml cans of 8% beer into Tesco, so, <laughs> you know, that's that's an achievement in itself, and then another thing that a few years ago you would have just gone, I can't imagine that would ever happen. <laughs> yeah, it's no nowhere, it doesn't compete favourably against Born to Die, against Jack Hammer, against Hardcore, against Native Son, and a couple of others. So for me, it's not in the top five Brewdog 8 to 10% IPAs, but I'm sure it has its place. Yeah. Like in Tesco. Um, Andrew, I haven't got a link to this, so video viewers, you're just going to have to look at Andrew's beautiful face. Um, yeah, go for it. 
We have no source for this, so it's probably fake news. But apparently, Brewdog Australia is almost ready to start canning its own beer. So up until now, the beer has been shipped from Ellen. Uh, cold chain, but that obviously takes time because Australia is a long, long, long way away. So there will be Brisbane Brewed Brewdog. You can have that alliteration. Wow. Yeah, um, I put that in. Uh, I definitely saw it somewhere. I didn't make it up. Because I cut and paste some of the same words, and I was trying to find it whether it was on James's Twitter or somewhere else. It was, on, or if it was on the forum, I definitely saw it somewhere that Brewdog Australia, their canning line, is just about ready to. Go. What someone's is that? At the front door. <laughs> oh, it, is it your Tesco's order? At my order? Front door. It's my Tesco delivery. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. Back in a moment. I'm going to have to actually go and deal with that. I won't be Sorry. Brilliant. Right, we can we can do this ourselves because I need to yeah. go in a second. Um, <laughs> yep, so Ricky Gervais uh, made a reference to Brewdog uh, on one of his live videos that he was doing on Twitter. Um, and he jokingly um, said, oh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a bit of a money grab, but I'm not being paid. But if they want to give some money, give some money to the dogs, for the dog charities. Uh, Ricky, now being a vegan and, uh, uh, you know, he supports quite a lot of uh, animal charities on Twitter. Um, so James stood up to the plate and got involved. Uh, he um, made donations to several charities, which uh, Ricky Gervais had uh, promoted. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, it went down quite well um you know uh, a lot of uh, positive interactions uh, obviously off the back of uh, unfortunately rick gervais's cat passed away uh, over the last few months and a lot of his fans um well, a lot of ollie's fans um on twitter are quite big animal lovers as well so uh, it introduced some new people to brewdog as well and for a good cause Right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hope I've got no frozen stuff because I've just left it all in the hallway. <laughs> That's a, a lot of Diet Coke I've just ordered. Um, right, uh, where am I? Uh, Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais. That's me. That's oh, me. Ben, ben just did it. <laughs> what? Ben just did it while I was doing the Tesco delivery. Yeah, just thought we'd keep going. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm not needed here. In that case, that's absolutely fine. Perfect. Joanne, then. So, Joanne, have you have you done any as well while I've been away? No, or? no. I'll, I'll do mine now, shall I? <laughs> yeah. It's finally, up to you. Uh, go to Instagram. Uh, and finally, if you go over to Instagram and look up Overheard Brewdog, uh, there are some interesting posts on things that people have overheard at Brewdog. My personal favourite, uh, I think I need this on the T-shirt, is What the Flip is a Crispy Boy? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Th- there is some interesting ones in here. I'm going to have to be trained to be very careful about what I'm, I'm and I'm not sure. Not safe for work. Not for safe for children. No, exactly. I think so. Basically, this must be a staff member who's going like, "This is ridiculous," and just posting these up. Uh, can I get a pint of brew dog? <laughs> that that one I, I liked. Although that that one I heard in the world famous Newton Arms quite a lot because for a long time they just called punk brew dog. Can I get um, a can I get a keg done? Is a good one as well. <laughs> uh, what's this one? What is your normal logger? Lost logger? Lost? I'm lost in your eyes. Oh, amazing! Oh dear. Let's have a little another one. Uh, here we go. 
I did seven and a half thousand steps in a shift one. So that's what makes me think it must yeah. be a, a staff member posting these. Uh, can I get a Sam Saint? Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, there's there's heaps on there. Well worth checking them out. Uh, right, I think that's us, isn't it? We've we've wrapped it up. Um, Joe, um, button this podcast up with one of your amazing jokes. I shall prepare an appropriate sound effect. Please. Um, so I was going to do a joke about time travelling, but you guys didn't like it. That's it for us from this week. Um, just time for us to sign off and say where you can... Joe, love. Please send dad jokes <laughs> just to Just time for a us to say where people can find you. Uh, Joe, if people want to absolutely tell you how bad that joke was, uh, where can they do so? Uh, I am now a woman's brew on the forum, on Instagram and on Facebook. Oh, and I've just remembered as well, we've got a, we've got a thing to tell the listeners about, but... Um, Let's do it properly, mm. and let's just put out a little um, let's put out a little promo for it actually on the podcast feed because I think it's uh, when you get ready to launch it, it's going to be good. We'll a bit teaser there, but yeah, Joe's got a thing. We're going to make a proper issue of it, uh, a proper issue of it. Ooh. We're going to make a proper story. <laughs> I've, got, I've got an issue with what you're doing. We're going to make it a proper thing and give it the credit that it deserves. Fabulous. So uh, excellent. So we'll come back to that, Ben. What about yourself? Yep, you can find me on the forum as uh, BenM91, and you can find me on Twitter at Brewdog Antarctica. I am starting to tweet again. Awesome. And um, if you, if I mean, I can't imagine that anybody would have any reason to disagree with Andrew about anything ever at all, because he never really has any strong opinions or or anything like that. Or you know, he's very positive all the time about everything. But if you did want to address him directly with something, where might they find you, Andrew? There's a lot of wrong people in the world, aren't there? <laughs> you can, if you're a BrewDog shareholder, do come and find me on the Equity for Punks forum, uh, where I go by Andrew. Um, and yeah, you're not welcome on any of my personal channels, so they're all locked down because random people started adding me, and I think it was from the podcast, so uh, yeah, we didn't want that. Well, that's extremely welcoming of you. Very well done, sir. Okay, you can find me. I'm at Sunscreen Twitter. Same on the forums. I'm Sunscreen. That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail. Still haven't had one. Very welcome to send us a voicemail. You'll hear your own voice on the podcast. 01224-518-501. You can email us, studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast. And our Twitter is at brewdognews.com. Our Instagram, expertly done by Joanne and Andrew, is at Brewdog News Podcast. And show notes of past episodes always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episode as soon as they're available. There's links on the website. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Just a reminder that we are going to be doing a Facebook Live. It'll be a week on... It'll be on Wednesday. What's the date on Wednesday, someone? 12th. Uh, 12th. 12th, there we go. Yeah. On the 12th, we'll be doing the Facebook Live. Come along, say hi, have a chat with us. We'll only be online for about 15 minutes, but that'll be really cool. Okay, have a great week, everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye.